Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Theater 5 presents They Call Me Howie. You're supposed to keep it a secret. Your wish won't come true if you tell. Hey, that was a loud one. Yep, there go the lights. Oh, hold off on the candles, Howie, till I see about getting some light in here. Huh, they're on again. Okay, birthday boy, blow away. Now take a deep breath. <laughs> well, come on, honey, unless you like wax frosting. Howie, what's the matter, dear? Bob, look at him. He's white as a sheet. Oh, I think it's too much birthday. What's the matter, Howie? Here, let me feel your head. No fever? Maybe it's the storm. Oh, now he's not going to let a little thing like a thunderstorm frighten him, are you, Tiger? I didn't get any presents. Didn't get any presents? What's he talking about? But darling, you got some lovely presents. A nice new freight car for your train and a baseball bat. Wasn't that what you wanted? I mean, the last time. But, Howie, don't you remember the big party we had on your last birthday in the other house before we moved here? You got all your friends. You got lots of presents. An erector set and a space gun. But don't you remember, dear? I mean, the last time. What's he talking about? What last time, Howie? 
the last time I was eight years old. He's coming down with something. I think someone we know had better get to bed. But I haven't had my cake. Mommy will save the cake and you can... Tomorrow. Oh, that must be Steve. Let him in, will you, Bob, while I put Howie to bed? I want to stay up for Uncle Steve. You can see the present tomorrow. You've had enough excitement for one day. Okay, Mom, honest. Well, five minutes then. And no arguments when time's up, okay? Okay. All right, sorry I'm late. Your New England dude didn't help those cow paths you call Rose. <laughs> Did you have any trouble finding the place? Mm, just followed what you laughingly called your map. Hi, Hi Steve. Oh, you're dripping. Here, come on over to the fire and get dried off. Hi, Uncle Steve. Yeah, first things first. Hi, Slugger. Happy birthday. Oh, boy. Howie, what do you say when somebody gives you a gift? Thanks, Uncle Steve. Gee, Uncle Steve, look, Dad, toy soldiers. How about that? George Washington, Lafayette. Practically the whole Continental Army. Let Mommy see, dear. Why, Steve, you extravagant idiot. They're antiques. Well, this old soldier does look a little beat up. He lost one of his arms. Or maybe it's in the box. Oh, that's Captain Marmadoe. <laughs> Kids these days sure know their history. I never heard of the guy. Neither have I. What's Captain Marmadoe famous for, Howie? I don't know. Well, what did they teach you about him at school? Who'd want to teach us anything about old one arm? Well, how do you know about him? Well, he was around lots of times. He never did anything except get drunk. That's how he lost his arm. Didn't even lose it in a fight. Just got drunk and shot it off by accident. Beats me where they pick it up. What's in the other present? Howie. Oh, oh here's this. A little housewarming gift for you and Bob. Oh, thank you, darling. I just love opening packages. Oh, Steve. It's wonderful. What is it? It's a witch's cross, Mom. A witch's cross? Is it, Steve? Well, that's what the little old antique lady said. I thought every front door should have one. You know, a status thing. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they used them for, to ward off witches? Well, I understood the neighborhood was crawling with them. Sure, we had a witch's cross on our door. Now, that'll be enough of that, Howie. Bob, he's just... Imagination is one thing, downright lying is another now. I think you've had enough excitement for one day, son. You, you come on now, hop it. Oh, do I have to? Five minutes and no arguments, remember? Now, say goodnight to Uncle Steve, and I'll come up and tuck you in. Goodnight, Uncle Steve. Night. And thanks for the soldiers. They're neat. Night, Dad. <laughs> Back in the living room. End of 25-cent tour. <laughs> what do you think, Steve? Well, if you have to move to New England, you might as well go all out. Well, take my advice and never buy an old house. At least, uh, not a 200-year-old house. Said he, forgetting who talked who into going colonial. Well, it would be great for Howie. No, I'm afraid it's been rather lonely for him so far. Why? Don't any of the neighbors have kids his age? Well, if they do, he hasn't met any. I think that's why he's been acting so strangely. Been by himself too much. Yeah, well, school starts Monday. He'll make a whole new set of friends. Mommy! Mommy! Oh, Howie, probably having a nightmare. Uh, after what he put away today, I'm not surprised. I better go up.
what is it, dear? Howie. Howie, are you all right? Mom. Howie, answer me, dear. Mom. You're, you're all right, dear? Sure. Oh, well, let me see your tongue. Oh, Mom. Oh. Well, go back to sleep, honey. You were just having a bad dream. Do you want me to leave on the light? Mom? Yes, dear? My name isn't Howie. It's Cotton. Oh, now, Howie, I want you to stop talking like that. I mean, the other time. That's when I was called Cotton. What other time, dear? You know, Mom, I died a long, long time ago. But I didn't stay dead. I woke up and came back. wound up last night, Kathy. What have you been putting in his milk? Steve, that's not the least bit funny. Oh, come on. Now, the doc gave him a clean bill of health, didn't he? It's not his health I'm worried about. Sis, Howie's a perfectly normal kid. All right, maybe he's a little more imaginative than most, but... You should have seen his face last night. He... He was like someone I didn't even know. Like... Like somebody else's child. Has he ever said anything like that before? No. Well... He did say something strange just after we moved here. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but one morning, I, I came into his room to wake him up for breakfast. I remember he opened his eyes, and he had that, that same faraway look, uh, as though he didn't know quite where he was. He, he sat up in bed and, and looked around the room, and then he said, Where's Nana? <sighs> I asked him who Nana was, and he said that's what he called his grandmother. Well, what's so strange about that? Well, Steve, you know both Bob's mother and our mother died long before Howie was born. I still don't think there's really anything to worry about. Well... Now, he might have seen a picture of Mom or Bob's mother and invented an imaginary, well, playmate. Oh, Steve, you oh, know... Well, kids do that. Now, my advice to you is just forget about it. Don't question him about it and don't make a big thing about... I... I'm back. Oh, hi, Bob. Hi, honey. Well, I completed my appointed rounds. Let's see now. Morning paper. Cigarettes. The uh, makings for martinis tonight. And did you get the book I wanted at the library? Well, I, I looked for it, but it wasn't in. Oh. But while I was there, I did a little poking around in the sacks. Had to sign my life away to get permission to take this out. But listen to this. Middlesex County Historical Society. Now, I marked the page. Uh... Ah, listen. Ah, here we are. Marmado, Josephus, 1698-1750, Captain, Colonial Militia. Captain Marmado? Well, wasn't that Howie's name for his toy soldier? Settled. Middletown. Well, it's just a few miles from here, isn't it? 1715, married Abigail Lawton, two children... Ah, here. Lost his arm in shooting accident, 1745. Died in smallpox epidemic, 1750. Then there really was a Captain Marmadeau. How he didn't make him up after all. Arm at all. Hardly seems important enough to have been immortalized in lead. Well, I know it's just a toy soldier with its arm broken off, but... 
Well, how could Howie give him the name of an obscure captain who died over 200 years ago? You said yourself he wouldn't have been taught about him at school. Uh, what'd you say Howie said his name was last night? I mean, uh, what did it used to be? Cotton. Not a very common name. Well, it was in 1750. Get Howie down here. Now, Bob, I don't want him upset. I I'm just going to ask him a few questions. Where is he? Well, he must be in his room. Uh, Howie? Yeah? Would you come down, dear? I know it sounds crazy, but I want to see if our cotton is one of the cottons in this book. <laughs> well, I'm glad you think it's funny, Steve. Oh, come on, Kathy. Yeah, Mom? Your father wants to ask you some questions, Howie. Okay. Now, Howie, I want you to answer me very carefully. Okay. Now, tell me, what's your name? Howard Prime. There you see. Your father means, honey, your, your other name. Oh, you mean before? Before what, son? Before I died. Oh, look, I've been kidded by experts, Steve, but... Steve, please, please. Yes, dear, before. What was your name then? I told you, Cotton. Cotton what? Merriweather. Cotton Merriweather. Well, what a grand old colonial name. Now, try to remember. Where were you born? Middletown, Connecticut. Here. 1742. And when did you die? Oh, brother. 1750. Oh, you two can't be serious. I did, too. I got the pox and died. Same year as my father. He died, too, just before my birthday. All right, son. Is that all? Uh, run along and play, dear. When's lunch? I'm starving. I'll call you. Okay. Now, let's take a look in the book. That little... Merriweather, Merriweather... Merriweather, Joshua, 1809. Oh, no, that's the wrong year. Merriweather, William, 1690. This could be it. 1690, 1750. That was the year he said his father died. Wife, Mary Southwick. Children, Prudence, William, and... Cotton. Oh, Bob. Cotton, Merriweather. Born Try not to excite him. Excite him? Now, Kathy, do you realize what this means? Now, if Howie can remember, I mean really remember, all the little details of life in the 18th century, the, the little day-to-day -day things of living, every historian in the country will beat after his door. No, Steve. Kathy and I don't want this to go any further. But think of the things he'll be able to tell us. He's a storehouse of information on the life of the 18th century. I don't want a walking history book for a son. I won't have him turned into some kind of a freak. I want him to grow up like a normal boy, not some reincarnation of a child who died 200 years ago. Well, how do you think he'll be treated by the other children if this gets around? Hi, lunch 
ready? I'm hungry. Uh, lunch will be ready in a minute, dear. Howie, your father and I want to talk to you very seriously. Again? Now, first of all, darling, I want you to know that I believe you. We all do. I, I mean about your being uh, another little boy once. Oh, Bob, it sounds so... You talk to him. Howie, <clears throat> Howie, what your mother means is that it, it's perfectly all right for you to remember things, since you do, but we want you to promise us that you won't tell anyone else what you remember. Look, honey, it, it's all right for Daddy and me and Uncle Steve to know, but other people might not understand. So we want you to promise. Okay, Mom. I won't talk about it if you don't want me to. Then we won't say anything more about it. Run along and wash for lunch. Oh, Mom. Go on, scoot. Well, now I suggest that we forget about it, too. What else can we do? Say, is he uh, supposed to be playing with this thing? Why, what is it? Well, something he was toting around. It's pretty valuable, isn't it? Oh, music box. I never saw that before. Yeah, it looks like an antique. What's... It's full of old letters. Huh. Probably something he found poking around in the attic. Bob, Steve, look at the date on this. 1725. And, and this one. 1728. 1730. Do you know how valuable these are? Oh, what's that underneath? Looks like some kind of a book. Somebody's diary. There's something written here in the flyleaf. Abigail Marmadoe, her diary, 1750. It covers the whole year. June, July, September. Oh, listen to this. Friday, September 4. Lord protect us. Josephus down with the pox. What? That's what he died of, wasn't it? And here's a mention of somebody named Meriwether. September 6th. Crushed as I am by my own sorrow, I cannot but spare a little for poor Mary Merriweather. Losing William and Cotton. Cotton within the week. The good Lord must have his reasons for this terrible thing, but I, I can't make the next line out. Well, now we're getting someplace. Pour through enough of that stuff and you'll probably find something about the shooting accident, too. Oh, what about that kid of yours? Imagine at his age, reading all this stuff and pulling a stunt like that. Oh, I, I, I don't know whether to hug him or spank the daylights out of him. He probably found this in the attic. Well, there must be the house that Mom Du moved in when they left Middletown. Uh, if I weren't so relieved, I'd be furious. I think you two had better have a good long talk with son and heir. He had me going, too, you know. Oh, well, thank heaven school starts Monday. He'll be too busy to get into any more mischief. you're going to like this school, Howie. Doesn't look like much of a school to me. Oh, you better not let your father hear you say that. He's complaining enough about what it's costing to send you here as it is. Looks more like a house than a school. Well, it's very old, dear. Children like yourself have been going here for over 200 years. I don't think I'm going to like it. Oh, Howie, how do you know you give it a chance? When you've met some of the other children, you'll... You're not coming in, are you, Mom? Well, I... 
I would like to meet your new teacher. That is, uh, of course, if you have no objections. Well, none of the other kids will have mothers. Never you mind the other kids. Hey, there's Adam. Hey, Adam. Howie, you don't know that little boy. Sure I do. Well, when did you meet him? You never told me. Uh, you know. I'm afraid I don't know. You know, before. Now, Howie, you know what your father told you about talking that nonsense? But, Mom, he's my best friend. He is. No, I, I will, your father, unless you stop it this instant. Gee. Hey, Cotton! Hey, Cotton! Hey, hey, Cotton, you're too? Hi, Adam. Well, they call me Peter now. Yeah, they call me Howie. Presented, They Call Me Howie, written by Hal Hackaday, produced and directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, Elliot Reed, Evelyn Juster, Stan Watt, and S.S. Melvin. Audio engineers, Neil Pulse and Marty Folia. Sound technician, Ed Blaney. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.